Everybody shout, just one more. All right, if you will stand for the reading of God's Word, don't forget you've got version notes. version. we have all the notes in there. If you've not done that, you need to find somebody who does knows how to do that and pull that up because you're going to be very blessed. There's some revelation coming your way today. I'm telling you there's revelation coming. Are you ready for it? I feel like T.D. Jakes this morning. Get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Holly, that's in the Old Testament. It's the first book. She wasn't here. See there? I don't even have to pay for that later. (laughs) Yes. I'm ending the year good. (laughs) Genesis chapter 1. We're going to go through verse 14 through 19 first. And then we're going to go back to the beginning. Because I want you to see something that is incredible. It's it's an incredible thought. Maybe you've seen this before. I don't know. But it was incredible to me. Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. We're going to start there. And if you've got it, everybody shout a good amen. Amen. Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens and to give light on the earth. And it was so. It's amazing. When God speaks, it happens. Then God made two great lights. Everybody say two lights. The greater light. Everybody say the greater light. To rule the day. And the lesser light. Say the lesser light. To rule the night. You know, I'm telling you, there's some revelation coming. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. Verse 18 through 19. And to rule over the day and over the night. And to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Now let's go backwards to the beginning. First five verses, Genesis 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. I'm going to break that verse 2 down when I get in this series on the Holy Spirit next year. You're going to be very blessed by that. Then God said, watch this, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. And you may be in here and saying, okay, what's so unique about that? Well, we're going to get into that in a minute, but let's pray right now. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity for us to be in your house. To be reminded through the beautiful songs that you wear the victor's crown. And we're on the winning side. And I thank you that we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And Lord, for the next few minutes, I pray you anoint me to speak forth your word, not in word and tongue only, but also in power and in deed. I pray let this seed fall in the good soil of our hearts and grow and bear forth fruit in our lives. In the precious and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Hold your Bibles up in whatever form you have, if it's a phone or if it's a paper Bible. And let's boldly declare, Father, today, this week, by your grace, I'm going to be a doer of your word. And not a hearer only, deceiving my own self. Now, Lord, anoint my ears, anoint my heart, anoint my spirit, my soul, my mind, and my body to receive the truth of your word. In Christ's name I pray. Amen, amen. High five two or three people as you're being seated and shout out just one more.
show that because that is the theme for our year. We are here to get just one more. And when we get one more, we're going to try to get just one more. And as I said, we're going to see one more marriage rescued, one more life transformed, one more, one more change in our community. Amen. That's why we're here as a church to see life change. And that's what our vision, our goals, that's what everything about our church is going to be about connecting people to Jesus Christ and to one another to see just one more life changed. Aren't you glad you were just one more? In our scripture, it's as if God has written the Bible backwards. Because in Genesis 1, 14 through 19, the Bible says on the fourth day, catch this now, on the fourth day he made the sun, moon, and stars. Yet in the first five verses of the Bible... On the first day, he, made, he, he called for there to be light, and there was light. There was light for three days with no sun, moon, and stars. I don't know if you've ever caught this before. 
There was light on the earth for three days with no sun, no moon, and no stars. The natural things were not yet shining. They were not yet created. They were not yet spoken into being. Yet somehow God divided the night and the day and had light for the earth. This is a great puzzle, but here's the answer. Where did the light come from? The answer is the light came from God. The light came from His Word. The light came from His command. He simply spoke it into existence. God is able to speak into existence anything He wants. There is power in the spoken Word of God. He said and there was. I want to tell you, for you and I today, we don't have to depend on the natural things of this world, like the sun, moon, and stars, to get uh, uh, metaphorically light into our lives. We need to speak the Word of God. Somebody shout a good amen. amen. Have you ever walked into a blessing in your life that just simply didn't make sense? You did not have enough money to pay all the bills, yet you trusted God with your tithes and offerings, and somehow, I, you don't know how to this day, at the end of the month, not only did you pay your bills, your refrigerator was full of food, everything was taken care of, and you scratched your head and said, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> have you ever been to the place where the doctor said, but then the second time you went, he's scratching his head going, I, I don't know what I once saw was there, is now suddenly somehow gone. Because why? Because God is bigger than the natural. He is supernatural. Super means superimposed or above. That means He's bigger than. He is bigger than what you see in the natural. So when you get a report from the doctor, or the bill collector says, or it seems like your family member is out on skid row somewhere, I want you to understand there was light on this earth for three days before there was ever anything natural to make it shine. And that is God. Woo, God was showing us something. He was saying, you don't have to look and see what you've got because He'll meet our needs according to His riches in glory. Look, He does stuff that doesn't make sense to us. He is bigger. He is greater. Somebody shout amen. He will be your sustenance. He can meet your need by simply speaking it into existence. When we speak the Word, we are literally speaking our need into existence. We walk that out. What we're doing is agreeing with His Word. What you can't see, don't worry. Speak the Word of God and believe God. Don't surround yourself with people who can't ever see it. You know the ones. I'm always going to have this sickness. I'll never get out of debt. My parents are always going to be a disaster. My kids are never going to get right. I, my boss or job's always going to be a nightmare. We, we will never reach just one more, Pastor. We're never going to get our building, Pastor. We're never going to see it grow. No, no, no. If God says it in His Word and we step out, we speak the Word, believe it in our heart, it has no choice but to happen. For three days, the earth had light without any natural sources. There is a time in our life where what you have is not going to be enough. But with God, it will be. If God says it in His Word, it will happen. Look, we either come into agreement with God or the devil. We either come into agreement with God's truth or the devil's lies. It's up to us. We have the choice. It takes no greater faith than to believe God's truth than it does the devil's lies. Why don't we believe God's word? 
Sometimes God chooses to do things like let light shine on the earth for three days without natural light sources in our lives to show you that your resource is not what you can do. But everything you have need of comes from Him. We can't save ourselves. We can't go to church enough. Religion won't save you. Going to church won't save you. It's good. I'm glad you're here and we're all here. But church ain't going to save you. There's only one thing that will save you. And that is Jesus Christ. Acts 4.12 There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved than the name of Jesus. I don't understand how he takes my dark, ugly sin and washes it in his red blood and I come out white and pure. I don't understand that. But I receive it by faith. Because he makes me right. Somebody shout amen. It's not from the sun. It's not from the moon. It's not from the stars. It's from God. It's not what you and I can do. It's from God. Sometimes in God's economy, it is two plus two is not four. It's five. Sometimes God's economy, two times three is nine. I, don't, I can't figure it out. I don't understand it. But why try? He is God. He is not bound by natural laws and the natural boundaries that we are. He supersedes it. And I love when He does miracles. And nobody can figure out what happened. He is still God and He's still on the throne. God will give us... It's coming out. I can't help it. God will give us supernatural ability to reach just more. There's something else about this fourth day thing. Prophetically speaking, the fourth day is the 4,000th year. Very interesting to me that it was the 4,000th year of earth is when Jesus came into the earth. 2 Peter 3.8 says it this way. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. Adam and Eve were roughly about 4,000 B.C. Therefore, at the, end of the, or at the beginning of the fourth day, 4,000th year, here come Jesus. It's interesting because it was the fourth day that the greater light, the sun, to rule the day, came on the earth. God was prophetically already in Genesis 1 saying, I've got a great light coming on the fourth day of human history. <laughs> and He's going to shine down and He's going to rule the day. And we understand that. We love that. That's why Jesus called himself the light of the world. In fact, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 5, Jesus called us children of the day or children of the light. John 8, 12 says it this way. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We have, if you have Jesus Christ in your heart, you have the light of life inside of you. It is shining through you for the world to see. And so that leads me to point number one, and that is this. Let your light shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Not going to let the devil it out. Bible says in Genesis 1 that there were two lights. You've got to catch the revelation of this to know and understand who we are as people on this earth. There was a greater light that ruled the day, but there were lesser lights that ruled the night. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says, you are the light of the world. Jesus speaking to us. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. 
Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. In our spiritual analogy, Jesus is the great light that rules the day. But hear this. We are the lesser lights that are supposed to rule the night. Jesus said, we're the light of the world. There's a lot of Christians that don't understand their place and their authority on earth that God has given us. We're the lesser light. There are two greats, one greater and one lesser. The lesser light, the moon, reflects the greater light, the sun. So it kind of works like this. I'm going to get this mirror here and show you what it's like. Beam me up, Scotty. Do you see that? What's happening here? Look, light is shining all over this theater. Right? Turn out the towers. Wow, it's getting brighter. Where were you on the night of? <laughs> and you, what's happening here? The light is shining in darkness, is it not? All right, turn the, turn the, turn the uh, towers back on. I want you to catch this now. The mirror was giving off light, but it wasn't its light. All the mirror did was reflect. All the sun do, or the moon does, excuse me, is reflect. There's no energy source in and of the moon itself. The only way that we see the moon at night is if the sun hits it and it shines up. The lesser light has no light, it reflects. The moon has no light, it reflects. The church has no light on our own, we simply reflect. Everybody say reflect. The moon must maintain right relationship or proper alignment with the sun, S-O-N, S-U-N, excuse me, in order to shine light on the earth. You're going to catch this here. Watch this now. The church, the body of Christ, we Christians must maintain right relationship, proper alignment with the Son, S-U-N, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, in order to shine light for all the earth to see that Jesus is the answer. The answer is in proper alignment. Somebody shout amen. That's why we preach not ourselves, but the Son, Jesus Christ. John 1, 4-9 says it this way. In Him, in Jesus, was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And John shows us how we're supposed to do. This man, us, came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not the light. We are not the light. But we are sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light that gives light to every man who comes into the world. We appear to have light, folks, but we don't. When we lay hands on somebody and they're healed, it's not us. We didn't generate it. It was the light of God shining through us. When people in here, 51 decisions last year, almost one per week, give their heart to Jesus, it really wasn't us. It was right alignment with the Son, Jesus, and He hit us and then... 
like a lightsaber from Star Wars. It generates power. And, our, and we are conduits. We, we get right with And here's the cool part. In order to get the right reflection, the moon has to face the sun. And when the moon is facing the sun and it's in right alignment with the earth, we see the beautiful moon at night. It's the same way with the church. If we get out of alignment with Jesus, if we get out of right relationship, then we no longer shine. So it kind of works a little like this. So we got it. We got it. Man, we're living for Jesus. Things are going well. We're serving Christ. All is good. And then, you know, prayer ain't so important anymore. And we don't really need the word. And things are going good in my life. And, you know, I ain't been to church in six months. And, you know, I, I just, uh, and all of a sudden now, we walk away. And there's nothing left to reflect. And then we get up one day and we say, man, what has happened to the anointing on my life? How come when I witness, people aren't being saved? How come lives aren't being changed? And we come before God humbly and we repent and we say, God, I want to be with you. And we start starting our day in prayer. And we start with worship. And we get in the word. And all of a sudden, more and more, look what's happening now. Now we're seeing a reflection. Now we're lighting up the dark places. Because why? We are now in proper alignment to the sun. Somebody shout a good amen. My question to you and I today is this. Are we in proper alignment? And that leads me to point number two, and that is this. Don't block the light. We're supposed to let our light shine. And number, point number two is don't block the light. If anything gets between the moon and the sun, it will block the light. And if anything gets between you and Jesus, the sun, the S-O-N, just like the moon, it will block the light. So that works kind of like this. We start off, man, we get saved, we're on fire for God. And we got things going good. And man, we're shining. Some of y'all are going to see stars for a while with this bright light. <laughs> I'm having fun with this. Pastor Dallas, how'd you get even with church members this year? I got me a spotlight and a mirror. <laughs> I lit them up. <laughs> but then watch what happens. Then we start, all of a sudden, un- we get hurt and unforgiveness starts coming in. And we let it sit. And we start hating people. And then we walk in pride. And then we have all kinds of, uh, of, of deliberate acts of sin. And then we get filled with worry and anxiety. And then we just go from one to the other. And look what happened to my light. It's gone. You think, well, man, all that anxiety I'm dealing with and worry, it's, that's not a big deal. It is because, look, I got no more light. But then I come before God and I say, God, forgive me. Fill me with peace and the fruit of the Spirit. God, I want to do right. I'm going to clean my life out of any kind of known sin. And God, I'm going to forgive that person. And God, I'm going to bless that person. And God, I'm going to do what your word says. And God, this, that, and the other. What's happening here? Look at that. All of a sudden, the light is shining bright again. What is the difference between the two? The difference between the two, look, the sun hadn't changed and the moon hadn't changed. Jesus hadn't changed and we hadn't changed. The only difference is obstruction. If you can't see the moon at night, it's because it's obstructed the view from the sun to the moon to the earth. The only thing that has changed is obstruction. And here's what I would say. We have to remove that obstruction. It's up to us to ask God to help us get rid of that so our light can shine in a dark world. Sin creates an obstacle between us and Jesus and blocks our light. 
First John 8 through 11, watch what it says. On the other hand, I'm writing a new commandment to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. The one who says he is the light and yet hates his brother is in darkness until now. The one who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. That's just one example there. And the list could go on and on. My question for us today is what are we reflecting? What are we reflecting when that car cuts us off? What are we reflecting when our coworker asks us to lie and fudge the numbers? What are we reflecting when our spouse doesn't meet our expectations or our family doesn't or our church doesn't? What what are we reflecting when the cashier gives us too much change back? What are we reflecting? True ministry is reflecting the light of Jesus Christ for just one more. Think about the earth rotation for a minute. You have new moons, you have quarter moons, slivers of moons, you have half moons, three quarters of moons, you have full moons. We all are very well acquainted with the different phases of the moon. The only difference in those is the obstruction. The moon hasn't changed. It didn't suddenly get half its size. The sun didn't change. It didn't suddenly decide, I'm not shining on you, moon. The only thing that changes from our viewpoint is obstruction. A full moon in a Christian's life, if I'm going to give you the spiritual analogy here, is that operates the way they're supposed to. They witness and they live a lifestyle, not just the words speaking Jesus, but they live a lifestyle that's conducive for that to win just one more. They're constantly reflecting the sun, Jesus Christ, not just on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday so they can win just one more. The light shines through them everywhere they go so they can reach just one more and let the light of Jesus Christ shine through their lives. Full light from the sun is being revealed for these people. These are the type of people that lay hands on the sick and they recover. They witness the people and some get saved. They pray and people are freed from their shackles and their chains. The churches do things for the community and the community starts getting saved. Somebody shout shout amen. However, again, it's not them. It's the greater light of Jesus' light shining and us reflecting His light to this world. 1 John 1, 5-6 says, This is the message we have heard from Him and announced to you that God is light and in Him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Verse 7. But if we walk in the light as He Himself is in the light, if we stay in right relationship, if we stay in proper alignment with Jesus and we're going after Him, then and, and the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all sin. Our light will shine. Full light from the sun being revealed is about clarity, not necessarily size. A diamond doesn't have to be big to be valuable. Somebody shout a good amen. So what's the answer, preacher? Well, it's obvious. Move the obstacles. Look, you have more potential in reflecting Jesus' light than your family member has sin. You have more potential in God than your coworker has sin. Our church has more potential in reflecting the light of Jesus than our community has sin. We have the opportunity and the ability to turn our community upside down for the name of Jesus. I'll prove it to you here in just a second. It all depends on how much light we're reflecting and how much obstruction we remove. 
our goal should be stay in right relationship with Jesus so that the greatest amount of light from Him can reflect through us to win one more. Point number three, and lastly, is this. Your light, you, I, I want you to catch this revelation here. Your light will rule the night. Poke your neighbor like you believe it and say, your light will rule the night. This is where it's going to get deep. You ready? Genesis says that the lesser light will rule the what? You and I are on the night shift. You can see the moon sometimes in the daylight. But the moon shines the brightest when it's the darkest. Your light reflects the brightest when this world is the darkest. Instead of complaining about how bad the world is getting and we're going to hell in a handbasket, why don't we turn that around and say, wait a minute, what a great opportunity for my light to shine that much brighter. See, it kind of works like this. I'm going to hold this up again and we're going to have some fun here. So we're going to spotlight this thing. So you, you've been praying, God, remove Bob. Remove Bob from my life. Because Bob drive me crazy. God, do you hear me? I'm going fast till you move, Bob. Could it be that God has said, no, I'm not going to remove Bob because your light is supposed to shine in his life. Maybe you've been to the boss and you said, hey, I need Sally Sue gone. Boss, I can't work with Sally Sue no more. And the boss says, nope, I'm not making a change. And you say, what am I going to do? And you go and you pray and you say, man, I'm tired of Sally Sue. And God says, well, I put Sally Sue next to you because I want your light to shine in her life. But pastor, you don't understand how wicked she is. Yeah, I do. She's dark. And that's why I let your light shine in her life. Pastor, you don't understand. You got to pray. I'm tired of working around all these sinners. I can't deal with them no more. They're cussing, they're chewing tobacco, they're, they're spitting snuff right in the office, and that's the women. <laughs> I can't deal with this no more. Pray, Pastor, God gives me a job with a bunch of Christians. Well, isn't that selfish? You know why you don't like it and they're driving you crazy? Because they're in darkness, they're lost. You know why you're there? You're the light. And you're praying God to put you in other light. God's saying, no, you've got light. I need you to shine. Man, can somebody catch this? Hallelujah. Look, I know you got a crazy uncle. I know you got an annoying sibling. I know you got a marriage. You say, man, if I could just get out of it. And God is saying, no, you don't understand. You've got the light. I need you to shine in their life so they'll catch the gospel. Can you hear what I'm saying? Folks, we're not supposed to abandon the world. We're supposed to let our light shine. If we're not, why don't we just go be a monk somewhere in a cave and hide the light? God said you don't light the lamp to let it put it under the bed. You let it shine. And where does it shine? It shines on your workplace. I, I know how it is. Oh, God. 
if you don't move my neighbor Fred, we're going to have murder on my street. God, I'm telling you, it's either Fred or me. I'm moving if you don't move him. God, the devil sent Fred into my life. The devil sent him. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, I'm asking a question. Could it be that God is sitting in heaven saying, No, the devil didn't send Fred. I sent you. Pastor, you don't understand how bad some of them people are in Deer Park. All the more reason for our light to shine the brighter. Can somebody catch what I'm trying to say? Holly's uncle, or Holly's aunt Lucille was married to her uncle Jack for, I don't know, over 50 years. Never got, they went to church. They loved God. They couldn't get him to go to church. He went, she just loved him. She was a wonderful wife. And before he died, guess what? He gave his life to Jesus. Did you know that your light and your love can shine through you to save the people around you? You don't believe me? 1 Peter 3, 1. I'm glad you asked. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. The people that were over our marriage ministry in our last church testified to me. Pat McKay said, when my wife got saved, I didn't like it. He said, I purposely did things to drive her nuts. I did evil things to her. And she just kept loving me and loving me and loving me. And he said, finally one day, he said, I just broke down and said, how can you love me as evil as I'm being? She said, how can God love me as evil as I've been to him? And she won him to Jesus Christ. Did you know that your light can shine and reflect Jesus' light and love and you can win those people around you? Quit going to work and complaining about how bad the people are. Start putting a skip in your step and saying, Whoo, man, they don't even know it, but they got light showing up today. <laughs> Woo! Man, get out of the car and just shout, Light's coming in! Wow! You may have a neighbor you can't ditch, but that's okay. Maybe God's put them for you or her for you so you can win them to Jesus Christ. We look at things so backwards. Let your light shine. Shout it out. Let your light shine. I'm about to get to a real good part of this message. Matthew 16, 18. Check this out. And I also say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And watch this. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, he said, Peter, I'm going to give you some authority. I'm going to do something for the body of Christ that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. You ready for this? No, you're not ready. You're not ready. Poke your neighbor and say, are you ready? It's the pull of the moon that turns the tides. The sun, the greater light, does not create high and low tides. It's the moon. The moon's gravitational pull creates tidal force changes. The lesser light, you and I, are supposed to bring tidal changes. Beam me up, Scotty. You know what we do in the church? We get around and we pray and we pray and we say, God, you got to do something. And God looks down and he says, well, I gave that authority to the lesser light. 
I know you're hollering for me to do something. I'm waiting for you to do something. I'm waiting for you to hold that stick up. Then I'll split the Red Sea. I'm waiting for you to march around the seven, seven days, seven times on the seventh day around the walls of Jericho. Then I'll cause them to fall down flat. I'm waiting for you to stretch forth your hand. Then I will bring healing. Listen, we're waiting on God to do something. And Jesus has done all he's going to do. He is waiting on us. He has given the lesser light. He has given the moon the ability to turn the tides on this earth. I'm going to preach for a little bit here. You ready? When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, when you're filled with the Word of God, when you're filled with Jesus and He's shining through you, don't you know, you turn the tide on this earth, spiritually speaking. We may not have Atlantic Ocean title changes, but we have spirit man title changes. We have community changes. We have addiction breaking changes. We have marriage restoring changes. We have salvation changes. Man, I've come to preach to somebody and tell you it's the lesser light. You and I that are supposed to bring title changes to this earth. Woo! Mark 1, 23, 26. Here's an example. You ready? And then there was a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit and cried out saying, What business do we have with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Be quiet and come out of him. Throwing him into convulsions, the unclean spirit cried out with a loud voice and came out of him. That's a title change. In Mark 5, they came across a crazy man in Gadara. He was nuts, naked, cutting himself. Nobody could bind him. He was out of control, living in the tombs. Just like this, he runs to Jesus. What do I have to do with thee? And Jesus cast out a legion of devils, 5,280 demons. Cast them into pigs and they drown themselves. When the disciples and the other people show up, this is what they find in Mark 5.15. They came to Jesus, observed the man who had been demon-possessed, sitting down, clothed in his right mind, the very man who had the legion, and they became frightened. They got all messed up. Wow, how could that happen? Don't you know I'm preaching? What are you trying to say to me? I can't read this text from you and preach at the same time. My, my connection can't get fixed. I'm going to have to buy a new one. Okay, moving on. Jesus turned the tides. Jesus turned the tides. There's all kind of stuff going on up here. I'm trying to preach. You say, well, Jesus turned the tide. Of course, Jesus can do that. He's the great light. What, what, I mean, what about us? Well, you know what? He gave us the power and authority he had. He said, I, the authority, I, the keys to the kingdom, I give you. Power and authority is in you. First John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You say, I want to see that in Scripture. You ready? Luke 10, 19. You ready for title change? Everybody say title change. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. All. Everybody say all. all. That means all. Look, in the Greek, you want to know what the Greek meaning of all is? All. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions. He's not speaking literally, figuratively, evil spirits and crush them. Nothing will hinder you. We have title changing authority and power. 
Matthew 10, 1. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time. Strongly, or excuse me, Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority, watch out, to drive out impure spirits. Oh God, if you will, please make them go. No, he said, you've got the authority as a lesser light to drive them out. That's that word there is like a cattle drive. Them cattle are moving whether they like it or not. And to heal every disease and sickness. Every means every. That means cancer, heart disease. It don't matter what it is. In the name of Jesus, it's got to go. Acts 2, 40-41. Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believe what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day. 3,000 in all. That's a title-changing message. We walk around in the church bent over and oh God, one day when I get to heaven it'll be alright. And Jesus is saying, What? I gave you the authority to turn the tide. Pastor, you don't realize how bad the world is. Look how bad the community and the country is. We have title changing authority and power from Jesus. In Acts 3, Peter and John are walking along. And there's a lame man. He can't walk and he's sitting at the beautiful gate. You know, you can sit at a beautiful place with an ugly problem. And he asked for alms. And Simon Peter says, Silver and gold have I none. Let me see the spotlight again. (laughs) On your toes. Watch this. Watch it. You ready? Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have. Give I thee in the name of Jesus the Christ of Nazareth. Rise and walk. And the next thing we know, he hops up where he couldn't do that before. And he's running and he's leaping and he's rejoicing all through the temple. And everybody's in the temple going, what happened? Simon, then they come out like they're going to worship Peter. And Peter goes, don't look at me. All I'm doing is reflecting. I'm nothing. I'm just shining the light. Glory to God. Somebody shout amen. The lesser light turned the tide of sickness and death. Look what the next scripture says. Matthew 10, 7 through 8. And as you go preach saying, watch this, Jesus commanded this. He said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Leave this up for just a second. Did you know this is a command, not a suggestion? Jesus commanded us to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. Now, if Jesus commanded it to us, that means he knew he was going to empower us to be able to do it. Do we still believe the word at face value? Is this the word? Some of you are looking at me like I'm preaching the Koran. I'm telling you, it's the Bible. Why? So we can heal just one more. So we can help just one more. So we can see one more saved. One more marriage change. Just one more. There's going to come a time God's going to walk us right into our building. And I'm telling you, I can see us feeding kids every night. 
I can see that after school program where kids come, where we get these college students around here and they intern and they help them with their homework and we give them a hot meal. And every day we have Bible breaks where we teach them the Bible, where no kid in this area goes to bed hungry and no kid doesn't hear the gospel. I can just see a place where it becomes where God, people come from all over and the light is just beaming from our city and our community. Somebody shout amen. You say, Pastor, I hear what you're saying. I'm almost done preaching, but I want you to catch this. Acts 17.6, watch this. <laughs> Those who have turned the world upside down have come here too. That's title-changing power. The church of Jesus Christ was not established. So we can build beautiful buildings, sing pretty songs, and have a holy huddle once a week while the world goes to hell. Jesus established his church so we could reach just one more and let the light of his glory shine through us. We're working the night shift, folks. But here's the deal. We do our best work at night. The moon shines the brightest when it's darkest. If you turn on the news and you say, oh, it's so dark. Guess what? That means we get to shine that much brighter. Satan would have destroyed you, but the church was praying. Peter would have stayed in jail, but the church was praying. You and I would have remained in our sin lost without Christ, but lesser lights were witnessing and praying and letting their light shine for us. <laughs> How many of you had somebody that you can point to in your life that you say, man, they were a light that changed my life? Stand to your feet. I want to see this. I'm standing. Stand to your feet. They were, you don't have to say who it is. I can tell you the person. Look at this, folks. Look how many of us were affected by someone else's light. Who are you going to be that for? You can be seated. The lesser light will rule the night. God's raising people right out of nowhere. You don't have to come from a prominent family. You don't have to have a prominent family surname. You don't have to have got a degree from Harvard or Yale. All you need to do is reflect his glory. Watch this. Because it's only going to be the lesser lights that shine and rule anyways. And lesser speaks to humility and servanthood. See, it wasn't really your slingshot that brought the giant down. It wasn't really your jawbone that slew that enemy. It was the light of his glory. We're just reflections. I want to show you some phases of the moon and we're going to pray. Which reflection are you? Are you the new moon that has almost no light? Are you a waxing crescent? You've got a little light shining, but there's a lot of obstruction still. Are you a first quarter moon or what we would call half moon? Half of you shining, the other half not so much. Are you a waxing gibbous? You're almost there. You're almost full. You still got a little obstruction. But you know, God wants us to be the next picture. Whew. Would you bow your heads and let's pray? They're thought provoking. I don't know about you, but I'm more impassioned to be a full moon for Christ now than I've ever been in my life. 
I want to shine for the glory of God. Just one more, Lord. Just one more, Lord.